0: Hello and good morning. It's Friday the 6th of July 2018. Welcome back to Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue, the only twice-weekly podcast on autonomous cars in the world. Today, episode 44. Volkswagen starts a car-sharing program, people want to keep driving, and autonomous cars will make traffic worse. Maybe. All this, right now. All right, so before we dive in, I just wanted to share a pretty weird coincidence with you. Um, so if you remember a few episodes back, I mentioned this weird discovery. Somebody had seen what appeared to be a debadged, totally sort of unmarked white Subaru of some kind driving around the streets of San Francisco, totally kitted out in what clearly appeared to be a pretty high-end autonomous driving system of LiDAR all over the car, It almost appeared like it may have had something resembling a Google Maps uh, module on the roof, but uh, in any event, what really was bizarre about it was the fact that it didn't have any logos or badging on it at all. In fact, even the Subaru badge had been removed from the rear deck. So anyway, that was a few weeks ago. So you can imagine my surprise when driving through the marina kind of, well, I guess kind of the cow hollow area of... San Francisco yesterday, this was probably on Fillmore Street or near there, just off of Union, headed down into the marina, when suddenly I saw, coming right past me the other way up the hill, a white, unmarked, totally debadged Subaru thing, totally kitted out with all sorts of sensors. Obviously, I tried to turn around, grab a photo, I'll go ahead and post what I got on the website, which, by the way, as a friendly reminder, is markhoge.com. M-A-R-C-H-O-A-G. Um, but yeah, if anybody has any news on this thing, has any idea what this thing is, please do shoot me a note. Let me know. It is a mystery of the tallest order. Nobody knows what it is. An autonomous car roaming about the streets of San Francisco, and no one knows what it is. All right, then. As an aside, a funny other coincidence. Number two, after several episodes discussing the new Jaguar I-PACE all-electric luxury SUV. You can imagine my surprise when, also yesterday, driving through San Francisco, what should I see in front of me but a Jaguar I Pace? Only got to see it from the back, but I have to say it looked pretty good. Um, really, rather different lines and shapes, and frankly, far smaller than you might imagine. But uh, yeah, kind of looked like a cross, but I'm not going to say it's a crossover. But I, just, I cannot stand that term. But it does kind of just look like a really, really large hatchback rather than a small or let alone mid-size SUV. But uh, all that being said, really good-looking thing, honestly. Can't wait to see more of them on the road. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. All right, so let's dive into the meat of this episode. Um, I have to say, I don't know whether it's because it's a rather weird, kind of balmy, tropical, cloudy, warm, really quite pleasant Friday morning, or whether it's because the three segments I wanted to discuss today really are kind of all intertwined. So I'm not really sure the order in which I want to discuss them and, well, for that matter, whether I even want to discuss them separately to one another. So let me just kind of dive in with kind of a preface, kind of a reminder, Um, this notion again, going back a few episodes. Professor Sterling, he had this discussion on the need not only for the development of Um, autonomous cars and electric cars to solve the world's traffic woes. But crucially, a third element, the need for carpooling, the need for ride sharing to replace individual car ownership. This, he said, was the crucial, the critical thing that we needed to really kind of get to the next stage in worldwide transportation. This then would be the sort of perfect trifecta of transport around the world. Well then, bearing that in mind, yeah, all three of these segments I wanted to discuss kind of all loop into the same notion, right? So in no particular order then, let me just dive in. Let's start with Volkswagen, right? So it turns out that Volkswagen have just announced that they are launching a an all-electric car-sharing platform. They're calling it the We, or maybe it's V. In any event, it's spelled W-E. Um... This is a pretty neat thing. There's no real sort of clear mention of what kind of car it is. What is interesting, though, and by the way, this, this news over from the good folks over at elektrek.co, I will, of course, link to the article. Um, so there's, there's a certain uh, Jürgen Stockmann. Uh, he's the Volkswagen brand board member for sales. So He says, and I quote, We are convinced that the car-sharing market still has potential. That is why we are entering this market with a holistic single-source concept covering all mobility needs from the short journey that takes just a few minutes to the long vacation trip. I'm going to end the quote there. That's sort of the most relevant bit. I, I want to kind of draw your attention, though, to the, first, to the first sentence, actually, because I find the word choice interesting. We are convinced that the car-sharing market still has potential... I'm not sure why why he says still. I mean, this is kind of a new thing. It's not like it's sort of been around for a while and people are getting over it. The car sharing market is a brand new thing. This is the thing that's really taking off. I mean, including and especially for uh, electric cars as they're sort of tied into the development of fully autonomous cars, really it's going to be car sharing that, it, you know, that's going to be the way in which autonomous cars really start to roll out. So I think it's funny he says they still have potential. No, no, they, they, these are the thing. These are the future. They don't still have potential. They have the most potential. So I find that kind of funny. But in any event, um, it's a it's a really interesting thing to hear. Um, yeah. So no real details on the kind of cars involved. Their photo is referencing their new um, uh, the 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 their new electric car. I forget the name of it now. Sorry. Um, but uh, in any event, it's 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 a really great thing, and I think it really speaks directly to well the. Oh, by the way, the car that they've photographed, it's the Volkswagen ID concept electric vehicle. That's the one. Um, but anyway, yeah, it speaks really directly to the other two segments I wanted to discuss into which I think I'm just going to segue straight away right now. So there's this notion that um, you know autonomous vehicles are actually going to worsen congestion in CBDs, central business districts, the urban cores of cities. And again, this kind of loops back to several discussions we've had on this point and directly relates to the that sort of trifecta we just mentioned of autonomy, uh, electrification, and, of course, carpooling. And, yeah, there's this notion that, well, besides the fact that fully autonomous cars can presumably be driving around cities without any passengers at all and being electric at remarkably low cost, unless and until some sort of tax structure is imposed to disincentivize autonomous cars driving around empty and uh, sort of like a chicken with its head cut off, right? Um, there's this notion that because getting around from A to B will be so much easier, and because the the the, the bother of being in traffic will effectively be reduced to nearly zero, since you just kind of kick back, relax, take a nap, do some work, or whatever else you please in the car, there's this notion that people then will be really more inclined to kind of drive, when otherwise they may not have been. Um, so this is, again, going back to that analogy that it's kind of like, you know, this could end up be like adding multiple lanes to a freeway. This is a short term solution, not a long term one. Eventually, freeways will reach uh, saturation yet again, it doesn't matter, you can add n number of lanes, you will eventually reach full saturation of all lanes. So this is the concern. And it is sort of a paradox, right? That on the one hand, autonomous vehicles, if only thanks to the notion of platooning, right, all the cars driving very close together at high velocity, the fact that they'll have presumably vehicle-to-vehicle communication and effectively just be far more efficient at getting from A to B generally. Well, this is all true, but it's only true up to a certain point, right? I mean, obviously, you still have physical things on a road taking up a lot of space, no two of which can occupy the same space at the same time because otherwise that would be called an accident and that would be bad. Um, so, yeah, so it still raises this, this 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 big question of kind of, well, how do we solve the congestion problem after all? Well, and it turns out it's a real Problem Because the Boston Consulting Group, well, they've just announced that they anticipate traffic uh, in Boston will increase to such an extent that travel time will go up by a whopping 5.5%. So that then kind of leads to the next point. Which is the claim that, well, as stated by New York Times bestselling author, Martin Ford, and as shared with the fantastic publication 2025 AD, The Automated Driving Community, I will, of course, link to this and indeed the previous um, discussion, uh, you know, he's concerned that, quote unquote, it's going to be very hard to stop everyone from driving. So Again, these are all things that we've discussed in the past, but what I really like about today's episode is the fact that we've got now three different stories from two different sources, all of which are kind of touching on elements of this overarching issue, and it's a really big one that I feel like is not so much discussed, at least not in sort of uh, everyday media. Um, So his concern is that, you know, besides the fact that there's going to be a public trust issue with driverless cars, besides the fact it's going to take time to kind of roll out autonomous cars and more and more streets. And besides the fact that it's going to be a really long time until autonomous cars are required by law, meaning humans aren't allowed to drive in some, let alone all streets, which as an aside, um, I tend to agree with people like Elon Musk that, you know, roughly 70 ish years, um, we should see such mandates by law. Um, you know, he points out that you kind of put this all together, and we 're just going to have a relatively slower roll up than than we kind of think and again you, you you kind of combine this what we just discussed a moment ago this notion that first of all, people are going to want to keep driving i mean this may surprise you, but a lot of people like to drive i 've you know shared with this quite a few times in the past that I happen to love driving i 've done track days with my dad. Um, I've gone with my friends. I, I love the art and the skill and the challenge and the engineering and everything, the whole package that goes into driving a car. It's, it's very, very relaxing. It's almost therapeutic for me. It, it just, it calms me down. Actually. I, I love driving. No, I don't like driving and stop and go traffic though during a commute, which is why I fully embrace autonomous cars. And basically my attitude towards driving is that it should be you know essentially limited to that of a mere sport a hobby a pastime and so in the same way that we can't take our horses to work every day on the on the 405 freeway or the 101 well you know we shouldn't be allowed to drive our own cars either but again you take all these elements you put them together and you just end up with this really sort of perfect storm brewing don't you because You know, there's this notion that, well, first of all, we need car sharing. On the other hand, people don't like car sharing. People want their own cars, especially here in America, because America. And we must have our own cars. We must have like seven cars for a three-car family. I mean, it's absurd. Again, those of you living in, I don't know, New York, Chicago, San Francisco, I get it. For you guys, I don't know, you're at a higher plane of existence. You realize this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, for most of America, you know, the idea of sharing cars is just... It's like, it doesn't make any sense at all. So there's that challenge. It's a very real social challenge. Then there's the challenge that, you know, even once we do get all these autonomous cars on the road, well, again, unless and until people move away from individual car ownership, well, we're going to have more traffic problems, not less. So I'm going to start talking in circles here because it's a very convoluted thing. And there is a lot to think about. So I mean, it's kind of a chicken and egg problem almost. It's kind of like, what do we do first, right? Do we kind of, do we first of all work on getting the electric cars in the marketplace? Well, no, it turns out that we kind of do it concurrently. It turns out that autonomous cars and especially car sharing is a really good way to kind of educate the public on electric cars, right? You know, do we do um, car sharing first? Well, as we just mentioned, no, you kind of bundle it in. You do car sharing with an electric car, not a gasoline powered car, um, You know, how do you get people to, I don't know, not like driving? Um, I don't know. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's going to be about sort of convincing people, assuring people that, Hey, you'll be able to drive to your heart's content on most streets. All we're going to say is you can't drive on certain streets, freeways, you know, inner cities, that kind of thing. So this has to kind of all be done together. It's a really delicate thing. There are going to need to be, I think, financial incentives to get people to do this. Um, But uh, again, it's one of these things that's just a huge, huge discussion. That's why I've kind of done the somewhat unusual thing today of kind of grouping these three segments into really one giant segment. Um, But as always, I really encourage you to reach out with any thoughts on this. Shoot me a note um, through the website at MarkHogue.com. You can kind of scroll down a bit on the right. You'll see a contact link. Go ahead and shoot me whatever you like there. Send me a note. Connect with me on LinkedIn, on Twitter if you like. Um, What else? Uh, Leave me a voicemail, of course, on anchor.fm if you happen to listen there. But really, let's discuss all this because it's really, really interesting stuff. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap for today. Hard to believe it's already Friday and that the weekend is ahead of us. So without further ado, I do wish you a wonderful weekend. Obviously, for those of you watching the World Cup, what an incredible, astounding World Cup this has been this year. So as of this recording, Brazil is playing Belgium. So uh, toss your bets, toss your votes for whomever you're cheering and um, you know, enjoy the final matches to this incredible World Cup. Have a wonderful weekend ahead. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.